Welcome to The 8 Billion Project, where we're on a mission to make an impact by discovering and sharing the purpose of every person on this planet. I'm your host, Lisa Florida. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The 8 Billion Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Florida. And today we've got a special guest all the way from Australia, Mr. David Cowan. David is a copywriter, musician, YouTuber, and soon-to-be author Hailing from Perth, West Australia, after an unfulfilling accounting career, he decided to take a leap of faith and change his life for the better and has aspirations of working with animals in the near future. Everyone help me welcome Mr. David Callan. Thank you so much for being on the 8 Billion Podcast. How are you? I'm great, Lisa. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, I was just actually on your channel a few weeks ago. So thank you for returning the favor in kind. No, you're very welcome. So you have been, uh, you've been growing your YouTube channel. Well, how long ago did you start it? So I started YouTube, actually a bit of a bit of a backstory. I started a YouTube channel back in 20, end of 2016 and released like two or three videos. Didn't really know what I was doing, you know, with, with anything really. And yeah, never really, never really went anywhere. And then I didn't, wasn't until like 2019 where I started taking it more seriously and started releasing videos every week. So yeah, it's been about two years ish now Okay. since I started doing it properly. Yeah. Got it. And so when you started it about four years ago, it was just like uploading some videos, like just some content or was there a specific reason or your inspiration or drive behind it? Well, I was doing a life coaching business at the time or just starting one and my plan was to release videos in that sphere, you know, and hope to get clients or, you know, build a following in that, in that industry. Uh, and, you know, for, for reasons that we may touch on later, you know, you will see why that didn't happen. But, but when I, when I decided to do it, you know, properly, because I had all this, these experiences in that three year period between 2016 and 2019, I was like, I'd like to share these with the world, you know, even if it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, cause I wasn't life coaching then at mm-hmm. 20, in 2019, but even if it helped people, you know, just at least one person, you know, on, in some form, sorry, in some area of their life, then that would have been a, you know, a win. So I thought I'll just release these videos. Didn't really have any idea about, you know, what I wanted to do with the channel after I released those videos. And I stopped really, I kind of stopped releasing videos about three months ago. I was kind of all, you know, last year sometime, uh, I wasn't really doing them anymore. And then I, a few things changed and I started doing them again. Got it. And so your channel's been growing a lot recently. It has. Yeah. Yeah. And so has there been a shift in what you did? Like I know you did see, so maybe two years ago, you started shifting some of it more into personal development, right? Um, In the recent years, has there been a shift in terms of like the audience that you've been actually attracting? Yeah, there's definitely, there definitely has. I mean, I think part of the the audience I had attracted before, uh, similar to the audience I've got now, but most of the people that I speak to or I deliver videos to now are people who are, I guess, wanting to know what's going on behind the scenes in this, this crazy world that we live in. And, you know, they're not happy with the status quo or they're not happy with what's being fed to them through media outlets. And they just like to know, I guess, the truth. 
and, you know, not that I know exactly what the truth is, but, you know, I'll do my best to try and help them figure that out. And when have you, so as far as an audience goes for yourself, when you started changing up the content in your channel, like, uh, was it because you were starting to figure out some things yourself during a certain time? I'm assuming it's right around the pandemic or when the pandemic, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's very much about that. In fact, uh, yeah, to answer your question, yes. And we, we had a lockdown here and, you know, we were thrown into lockdown for five days over one case. So that got me a little bit suspicious and I was already suspicious on the entire thing anyway. But yeah, after, after being thrown into lockdown over one case, I, I brought on a tarot card reader and she helped us kind of work out what was the reason for that. And then, and that video did really well. And ever since then I've been doing regular shows with her and, and interviewing other people too. Uh, like yourself and and a few others and yeah those those videos are doing really well so it's yeah I definitely feel like I found a good audience and it's it you know it seems to be growing by the day which is awesome and it's great because I get to rather than making videos by myself I get to speak to people and you know have conversations which I like which I enjoy more mm-hmm so we went into lockdown, I think, like third week of March in 2020. Were you guys, did you guys follow right after or were you were you in and around the same time? I'm wondering if a lot of people followed suit after the United States. Uh, yeah, I think basically the entire world did around March. So it might have been a week or two, you know, in between or, you know, with or lag. But yeah, when <laughs> that was when that was when when the whole world pretty much did that bar a few countries that was when i got a little bit i guess i questioned a few things you know but okay so then what was it that you questioned because that was pretty early on right because all of us were just like i remember i was just working and then i was like oh this is getting bad i actually went to the philippines in january of 2020 and then i was on a flight home and i had a stop in korea and then I was like, how come everyone has these masks? I was like, did I not get the memo on something? But mm-hmm. you know, apparently it started in Asia first. So, I, I mean, were you, did you have like suspicions early on that something was like not right or, or was it just, you know? Yeah, similar kind of thing to what happened most recently with our lockdown, you know, the five-day one. It wasn't until, and this it wasn't until it affected me. It didn't, and that lockdown really didn't affect me that much. But it wasn't until, you know, I had to kind of restructure my life, so to speak, because of the lockdown that happened in March, that I really started to question things. Because before it was, you, you heard about this thing all on the news, and you know, I listened to the news here and there, and you didn't know what to think of it. I was like, okay, there's a, there's a new virus out there, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And some people are dying, some people are getting very sick. But it wasn't literally what happened was the orchestration of of every pretty much every country all locking down at the same time, all doing social distancing, all wearing masks. Uh, you know, that got me that got me questioning things. Like why did every country follow suit, you know, in the exact same fashion? It seemed very orchestrated to me. Yeah, because you guys have one of the lowest numbers. You guys and New Zealand, right across across the world, and and consistently, like you guys had very little numbers. Like Correct. Jesus, I yeah. should say. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. And 
in my in my state, we barely had double digit numbers. Ever. Barely ever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, low double digits, you know, maybe 20, 30 cases probably at most, maybe 50, I think maybe 50 or 60 at, at the very most for a short period of time. But, you know, that's in my state. But, you know, other states, especially Victoria, they had a, they had a lot more cases and, and subsequent deaths too, unfortunately. And what was like, what were your lockdown procedures? Like, did, could you guys not go out? Really, really relaxed. <laughs> you know, it was oh, like... Yes literally just you could go all the shops were closed but you could go to <clears throat> you could go to the you know to buy food and everything like that but there were no mask mandates we i don't think we didn't have a curfew and i think that they said to only go out you know to do ex- to exercise or you know go to the shop but you could probably really do anything you wanted you know leave the house no one's going to know i mean you know but yeah, yeah I mean, to be honest with you, it's kind of, I feel like it was like that. And, but again, I'm from South Orange County. So, um, I mean, other than the fact that everyone, I was just kind of practicing out of courtesy, but I, you know, I think I've mentioned that I, I would, you know, train and run and I ran without a mask and everyone was wondering, cause I would post on social media and everyone was mm. like, aren't the beaches closed? And I said, no, they're actually not closed. It's just, everyone's not here so sure yeah. yeah yeah i think i think that over east they i don't think that they might have closed some of the beaches uh, but but i did hear reports of people going there and not socially distancing and you know doing the things they wanted to do it's a bit hard to enforce when all these people are at the beach and there's like a handful of cops you know and then hundreds of people and and I think that therein lies a lesson for humanity because when there's only a small number of people doing the, the policing or the controlling or whatever you want to call it, and there's way more people outside of the, you know, that's, you know, is really kind of, in my opinion, why we're in the mess that we're in because nobody's really stood up really, you know, on, on mass. I think things could be over pretty quickly if everybody kind of just, not even everyone. We don't even need that many people. We just eat enough, you know? Yeah. And you think it's just a mask? How do you mean? Like you said, if people just stop wearing the mask, it could change. Oh, no. I meant en masse. We need en masse, like a certain, you know, number of people. Oh, mass. Okay, sorry. I think but also that too. Also that too. If people just stop wearing them. Because there was one guy here who got arrested when we had our mask mandate but he was the only one and he actually had priors and he was being belligerent. So, and I, somebody commented on one of my videos and said that they know somebody in the police force and they were actually told not to arrest people for not wearing them. So it's really interesting. You know, I don't know what to believe exactly, but it is interesting. Yeah. And so you, and so, yeah, that's crazy how you picked it up so early and you started, and then you said that you started bringing on a tarot reader onto your, your show, right. Or onto your YouTube channel. And you started doing some, some episodes with her. Yeah. Well, that was only a couple of months ago. It's about two months ago now. Oh, I thought you were doing, I thought you had mentioned that you started doing it last March. No, that would be, my channel would be going through the roof if that were the case by now. (laughs) And so, okay, so what happened to you during the lockdown? Like, okay, how did your life change? 
I mean, I ask this to a lot of my guests, if not almost every Right. Yeah. The only thing that really changed for me was not being able to go to the gym. Okay. Yeah. So I just worked out in the park or, and they kind of stopped that too. So I found other places to work out, but uh, yeah, that was literally the only thing because, because, because to go to the shops, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest, I don't really, I mean, I work from home anyway, so I didn't really need to leave the house yeah. that much. So yeah. it was really just that my, my life wasn't impacted that much. Uh, you know, I did lose a client, but then I picked up another one. And uh, so yeah, it, things worked out. Like it wasn't easy, of course, but I'm sure a lot of people had a, a lot worse. You know, I had a family dinner last night. And we were talking about how how good Perth had it, even to, compared to some places in Australia like Sydney and Melbourne. So, yeah, Perth got re- got off really lightly. Right. Mm. Interesting, right? It's kind of interesting to kind of see the differences across different countries and, you know, so, yeah, yeah, you know, in your bio, you know, you mentioned you because eight billion. It always talks about people and their life purpose, right, and following their passions. And and you mentioned in your bio that you had an unfulfilling career in accounting. Could you? How long ago was that? That ended in twenty sixteen. Yeah, but it was literally yeah twenty two thousand seven to twenty sixteen, mostly on. You know, I say on and off, but it was mostly on. And did you kind of know that for a long time or did you just wake up one day and say, like, this is really unfulfilling? Yeah, I I kind of knew pretty early on, you know, at least after a few months that that it wasn't for me, you know, you know, but I stayed, I was scared to be honest. I was too scared to move. And and so I, after like 15 months at my first job, took me took me a good 12 months or so to kind of even just move from the first job to the second. Mm-hmm. And then I enjoyed that second job a lot more. Uh, it was still accounting, but I enjoyed it a lot more different, different environment, different kind of work. And, but then after a while, you know, kind of just same thing happened, you know, it's like mm-hmm. the, the romance just died. You know what I mean? It's like, and then, so I kind of just didn't, I stayed there for another like, three years or longer even, you know, they, they gave me a company car and, you know, these little perks and things like kind of keep you stuck. And it wasn't until long after, yeah, like 20, 2015 that I decided to make a change. So yeah, it was, it was, it took a lot of courage to do that. And yeah, it sure does. Mm, and no, and I, yeah. I commend you for doing it. Just too scared. Thank you. Just too scared. <laughs> Right. But sometimes it's when you actually step into it, right. Or they say you step into the fear is actually when you get the answers and, and it's when it, when, you know, cause that's, that's what oftentimes a lot of people are fearful of, right. Is the unknown until you actually do do it and you have the courage to actually step into, do you actually face the fear and then it actually goes away and it's not so bad after all. Right. So that, I mean, correct, that, yeah. yeah, that's really the premise of this show is to, well, you know, it's to share different stories of different life paths and what people go through. And so sometimes I got, I ask questions like, like what was going through your head at the time? What were you experiencing? You know? So it seems like it was years, right. That you were just kind of, it's just, yeah. 
Yeah, a lot of depression, to answer your question. <laughs> a lot of depression I was experiencing, a lot of unfulfillment, uh, wondering, you know, is there more to life than this? You know, like just working a job that I didn't like uh, and escaping on the weekends, you know. Yeah, and that's, remember, that's what I said when I went on your channel, like after the whole thing, like the real estate, like like the, the our market fell, and then everyone was losing their homes and it was just, it was absolute crazy. And then I, that question, was there more to life than this? Yeah. Right? And I think it's one of the, one of the biggest questions that anybody could ever ask themselves because it, that kind of question is a very deep question and people can, if they choose to look for the answer, then I think they'll be pleasantly surprised. It's not going to be an easy journey by any means, but you know, and sometimes it may take a long time to find out what that answer is. Yes. Uh, yeah. And there might even be years that go by where it's just like, okay, you brushed it to the side and you're just kind of going along with life. And then certain events start to happen when being the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we touched on this in, in our interview before, but yeah, it's the pandemic's, in my opinion, served as a good, a good enough uh, catalyst, so to speak, for people to really question. Maybe not just, you know, a, a bunch of things. So many things. You know, we could we could you know do a whole podcast on on that. But you know, so many things. At the very least, you know what their role is. I suppose in, you know, on Earth and. And what would they like to be doing with themselves, you know, really like long-term because everybody had so much time alone uh, and to, to reflect on, on their life up until that point. And, and a good amount of time too, if you perhaps didn't have a family to take care of or, you know, young kids all the time, a good enough amount of time to perhaps learn a new skill, you know, in, you know, cause we're still in the pandemic now. So it's been happening for a year now, you know, 12 months is a good, a good amount of time to recalibrate, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think I shared that I, I had my first awakening in 2008 and then I had a series of years where there's just so much growth and then it kind of stopped. And I thought I was like, Oh, I'm super spiritual and all this kind of stuff, but mm. all, it all happens in, 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 you know, in layers and levels, and there's always something higher to seek, right? A higher truth to seek as you keep continuing to grow spiritually. And for me, a big part was like the first half of 2020, you know, I had huge spiritual growth. Um, and, it, you know, it was just another, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was a hermit the first half of, I can't say the first half, but then when I was on social media, I just knew something was changing. And so I was like, you know, I'd post things like, guys, this is the time to turn within, like find, you know, your creativity, do what you love and all those kinds of little did I know that I was almost like birthing something myself, you know? Mm -hmm. And I had no clue that I'd be here today, but it's amazing journey. And sometimes if you even just get past the fear and you step into it, it's, it's super beautiful, you know? Yeah. It, that's, yeah. It's awesome what you said, because it's really is, it really is about overcoming the fear of, um, of the unknown, like you mentioned before. And, and in doing so, 
because fear is such a low emotion on the vibration scale. You know, in doing so, when you overcome that fear, you're letting go of, of something that's been holding you back your entire life in, in ways you couldn't even imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's such a dense energetic field. And a lot of people don't realize that. And then on top of that, I was just like, stop watching the news because you guys are all like contributing to the collective. And so yeah. forget everyone. I was like, no one's listening to me. I'm going to go meditate and run, you know? But yeah. I felt so closer to source and, you know, I mean, like I, you know, it, it, it seems like a lonely journey physically for me because it was just me and my son, you know, was not by any means alone. Like I've tapped, I really tapped into a higher source that I, I had never, you know, experienced. And so it led me to, you know, being more purposeful and intentional. Yeah. 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 Exactly. No, I, I completely understand and resonate with that. Yeah. So you are a musician also. Have you always been a musician? Yeah, I started playing piano when I was four or five, I think. And, you know, mum had my sister and I take lessons. And I don't know if either of us really liked it at the time. Uh, you know, I always wanted to be, I always imagined myself as a guitarist, like on the stage, you know, singing. Nirvana was one of my, the first bands I got into that were, uh, you know, one of the, I think Guns N' Roses is probably the first band, but, you know, Nirvana was one of, you know, close second. And yeah, I have a cousin who's an actor and I always imagined like reading these, these kind of celebrity mags as a kid, like, you know, like he, he's a famous actor and I'm a, a famous musician. That was kind of what I had in my mind. And so yeah, I did piano and didn't really enjoy that. And I managed to convince mum to let me take up drums after I reached a certain level in piano. And that happened when I was about 14, 13, 14. And ever since then, I, you know, I started playing in bands and stuff. And that kind of stopped when I was about 21 uh, or 20, well, it's about 24, 24. And, uh, you know, work kind of took over and I started studying accounting and I kind of just dropped music altogether literally for a good 10 years or so. And, and I think that was part of the reason why I was so depressed too, you know, because I wasn't really, there was a lot of things. Expressing yourself creatively. Yeah. I was suppressing my creativity and, and also not doing the things that, that I, my heart, you know, my soul wanted, my being wanted, you know, the heart, things that the heart wanted. And yeah, it, did a little bit on and off. I continued rapping pretty much the entire time, which is, but I didn't really do any, you know, any like any instruments or, you know, for a long time until about two years, you know, 2017 ish is when I started picking up, you know, taking singing lessons and, and, you know, playing drums again, <clears throat> because that was, that was a period of my life where I was going through a lot of, I was actually going through, uh, I don't want to say the early stages, but one of the stages of a spiritual awakening. And, and I was in such a dark place that, that I, the only really thing, thing that I, I knew that I loved was music. And because I was at a point where I kind of forgot or I didn't know who I was, you know, I lost my sense of self and yeah, it was a very dark period. So I gave myself those two things. And I think they, they were instrumental, you know, no pun intended for helping me get through it 
which was music, right? Yeah. Or, or you're talking about guitar and drums or, oh, singing. Oh, singing, singing. Yeah, singing and drums. Yeah. I was doing a lot of singing and I moved to house. I was in this, this terrible living place for me and moved to a different place, which was good. You know, it was a huge step up in terms of energy. And even though the people I was, ironically, the people I was living with were musicians, but we were on different wavelengths and, you know, they were content just playing video games and watching TV all the time. And I wanted to, you know, do something proper, you know, with my life, but, you know, to each their own, not, not really bad mouthing them or anything, but, you know, the, yeah, the, the different, the, the new place I moved into was a different energy. The guy was into personal development and, and yeah, so it was great. And, yeah, there were times where I felt like a kid again, you know, I was singing and dancing like almost every day and I don't dance, but I was, <laughs> I was then. You don't? How can you not? Oh, really? Most of you, oh, yeah. man, you dance like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do sometimes, you know, I used to dance a lot when I was out partying, but now, now, yeah, not really my strong point. No. 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 Well, so what is your strong point? Like what, what instruments you, apparently you play all kinds of instruments. Is there anyone in particular that's your favorite? Yeah, I, yeah, this is a good question. I, there are little, there are certain parts about each, you know, instrument that I enjoy. You know, mm-hmm. I love, I love drums because they're, they're the beat of the song. You know, they you can do so much with, with the beat, you know, there's intricacies and timing and all that stuff. And it's, it's the same with most instruments, you know, timing, but, uh, you know, with the piano, I love, I love the, the ballad, you know, piano ballads that you can you know things that you can play on piano i would say piano and drums are my favorite instruments but you know i've been focusing on guitar a lot and getting better at that that's one of the things i did whilst you know being in lockdown or i took that that opportunity to you know get a guitar course and and get better at guitar and so and yeah so you know but i would say drums and piano are probably my favorite instruments and you have an and you have a love for animals. Where did that come from? I think my mom. Yeah, she she loves animals and and we have a lot of animals. We've always had animals around the house, and we've got two cats. There are two cats in my room right now. Sleeping. <laughs> They're sleeping right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They don't do much. They're just like eighteen hours a day, pretty much, just sleeping. So, so, you, so you always grew up with animals. Yeah, we had a dog uh, up until I was about eight years old. We had its dog. And then maybe two years later, one of the next door neighbors brought a cat. Well, he, you know, he moved over here from Sydney and yeah. he had a cat with him. And after a while, the cat decided that he wanted to live with us. So when he moved house, the cat was just a few streets away. The cat came back to visit and we took him back and he kept coming back and he kept, you know, and then one, one time he went to the vet to get his tooth cleaned and had to sedate the cat, you know, to clean his teeth. And he came back like that night, he was like really groggy and it was raining. And, and so the owner just said, you can keep him. Aww, and that's how you have one of your cats. Yeah. And then when he passed away, that was about 11 years ago. Now we got these, these other cats a yeah. few weeks later. Yeah. There's always just something about pets and animals, right? There's just an innocence to them. Yeah, and that's why 
that's why I want to work with them or do something big for them because they can't defend themselves. You know, they're, they're, they're at the mercy of whoever's in control of their, you know what I mean? And it's, it's, there's too much animal cruelty going on in my, in my opinion. And, and yeah, so I want to do something. I don't know exactly what yet, but you know, I want to do something. Yeah. I was just going to ask like, what exactly did you want to do? Well, but if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, I don't know exactly what. Yeah, well, there's too much. There's too much. It's like what? It's like saying, it's like asking you know a copywriter like, what's your favorite copy to write, or you know, you know, like what's your favorite food? You know, there are so many things. You know, with animals, and and in in most in most instances, you know, in most cases like around the world where people need help, there's just so many areas that you can help. You know. Mm-hmm. So, with homeless people or is it with, you know, deaf people or blind people or, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. People with disabilities or, you know, there's just, you need to pick an area you can't do it all. Right, right. No, so, okay, I wanted to ask you, since you and I have such an affinity to each other, particularly because we both have gone through such major spiritual growth, you said that you're starting in 2017? Yeah, that... I think it started a bit earlier than that because one day, and, and you know, I wrote a book about, I've pretty much finished writing this book about the whole, the whole spiritual awakening. It was going to be from like 2016 to, to 2019 was when I started the book. Okay. Uh, but when I, when I look back at it, cause I, I connected with a, a spiritual girl. She's, she's a coach on YouTube and she was saying, uh, we did an interview once and she said, one of the one of the deepest questions that you could ever ask yourself, and which kind of starts the whole journey in spirituality, is that question that we touched on before. Like, is there more to life than what I'm experiencing right now? And so I, I look. The reason I started the book uh, and was and changed it from 2016 all the way back to 2004 was when I asked myself that question. So I. I realized that, you know, and it's kind of this, you know, similar story to you, you know, you, and I think to probably a lot of people, you, you kind of, you, you have these questions mm-hmm. and then you may entertain them or you may, you may not. And I probably didn't entertain it for a long time. And that's why my, my spiritual growth didn't really kick off until probably, you know, 10 year, 11 years later. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So to answer your question, that I, I felt like that the bulk of it happened in that that three or four year period, 2016, 2017 to 2019. Yeah. But yeah. But then I look back and there were certain things that I, that I wrote about in the book that that I think really kicked it off. And it um so in, in 2013 I had a, a mushroom experience in Bali and and for that whole year pretty much I was really depressed. And I heard this great quote and it was like psychedelics don't Sorry. Sorry. After the mushroom experience. Yeah. After the mushroom experience, I was was really depressed that whole year. I felt like I had a terrible year. I was just depressed and I didn't know why. And I had experienced depression before, you know, um, the the job and other things, you know, going on emotionally, Uh but, but I heard this great quote and I'll paraphrase it because I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's basically saying that psychedelics, there's no, there are no bad trips. There are only, trips or experiences that accelerate your learning. Mm -hmm. 
So when I heard that, I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense because what after having that, what I thought was a bad trip, what it was a bad trip, to me was actually an accelerated learning experience that quite possibly, you know, kind of foisted me into this whole this whole awakening, you know, because it's a yeah. different level of consciousness that you experience. Absolutely, yeah. So I think that was quite quite pivotal, uh, although it was bad bad at the time, and all these experiences are bad at the time. But then you look back at them and you go, actually, that was quite good. You know, that was like probably what yeah. I needed to go through. Yeah, because you asked me the same question when I was on your on your channel. You said, did you know at the time? And I said, mm, it's, it, it's, it's hard to explain because, you know, you're going through so many different emotions. Maybe at the time, not exactly. But yeah, you look back and then you realize it was they were all precursors to what was happening because something doesn't feel quite right or you're questioning things. But then it's until you dive in, you, you jump into the rabbit hole or you, you jump into the matrix you start to realize because once you start, you can't stop. I mean, you could have like, like, and I think I mentioned this, you could have these time frames where you're not looking too deep into and you're just rolling with, with life, but then something will, will activate it again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think what I think happens is that if you don't, you're not aware of what's going on in which most people aren't, you know, cause I wasn't, you weren't either necessarily. It's, it's like, you need to come into contact with a certain kind of information to, you know, everything's information in, in there. So you need to, you need to know, you know, you need to come in contact with a certain kind of information in order for you to, to progress or to, to realize, you know, what's happening to you at that point in time. So, you know, I had no idea, you know, even it wasn't until like 2018, 2019, 2019, probably, I didn't even know a spiritual awakening thing was a thing. You know, even that was after I experienced it. So even at the depths, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the middle of it all happening in 2017, when it was the, the worst year of my life, like I still didn't know what was going on. I just thought I was having a really bad year, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. but one of the, one great quote that I like as well is that uh, I don't remember who said it, but it was, uh, Religion is for people who want to avoid death. Spirituality is for people that have already been there. Yeah. Or avoid hell. I think it's avoid hell. Spirituality is for people that have already been there. And when I heard that quote, I just it just resonated so much, you know, because it is, it does, it's feel like you're going through hell when, you, when you're going through all that thing. It's like, um, like a caterpillar, you know. A caterpillar yeah. goes into the cocoon. It's a very, it's a very messy process. And, caterpillar actually breaks down into this liquid and then and then it's, it's, it forms a whole new body it's like you know the liquid turns into the butterfly absolutely so yeah or it's like the phoenix <laughs> exactly like the phoenix yeah and i think that's what i'm gonna absolutely. i'm gonna name my book my books i decided on the on the, the side of the essay it's going to be called from the ashes that's amazing uh, yeah, so I was tossing up between From the Ashes or Reborn. And Reborn's a powerful, powerful title too. But, well, yeah. Well, I'm so glad you announced it here on 8 Billion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I just finished it. Yeah, this is your worldwide exclusive. Yes, yes. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to release it first. 
Do I mention it? I heard it here on Eat Milton. Yeah, you heard it here first. So I, I just finished editing it yesterday and, and uh, you know, I'm looking at different ways to, to package it or, you know, to turn it into an actual book because right now it's just a whole pile of PDF pages and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was actually looking at that before I jumped on here. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, I'm figuring it out. And I think I'm going to release it in the next couple of weeks. So once I figure that out and I get a, a good, a good uh, I guess, uh, picture for the, you know, artwork or whatever it is, you know, for the, for the cover, I haven't decided exactly yet. I've got something in mind, but I just don't know, you know. Well, let me know. I mean, I could release this right when you release your book. So <laughs> it's so crazy though. I've had past guests and for whatever reason, I happen to release them the same week they've had like big wins. Like right. my friends, that was a documentary filmmaker. The week that he released his, I released his podcast was the same week he won. Um, one of my old teammates, I released his the same week his podcast came out. And it, mm-hmm. And in most cases, you could time it that way, right? But for me, the way that I had scheduled my podcast, it just seemed so right. Like the timing was just so impeccable. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, yeah, timing has a way of being impeccable, I think, when you're you're tuned in. Yeah. When you're connected. Absolutely. Excuse me. Yeah. 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 So what are you looking forward to in the next year or a couple years from now? Like you seem to be a man on a mission. Yeah, I guess I guess what I mean, I'm most looking both. forward to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I'm debating on you know whether I, I continue with the with the YouTube channel content in the in the way that I am now. I think once once what I think is going to happen happens, then you know, not to say that there won't be a need for that type of content, but it's not really why I came here. You know. I, I feel like I came here to share my music with the world and, and I just don't want to have too many, too many, you know, fingers in too many pies. You know what I mean? I don't want to, you know, sorry. I don't want to dilute my energy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. With that being said, I think I'll probably take the YouTube channel and the music route and, mm-hmm. and focus on, you know, building it, an audience around different covers or my style of, of the covers that I want to create and then really hone my songwriting abilities because that's, you know, that's an area of, you know, to be a musician, you know, I want, you know, I want to be able to produce my music. I want to be able to, you know, go through that creative process of working on a beat or, you know, coming up with a riff and, you know, recording it and doing the whole thing. It's, you know, it's a big, it's a big, big thing. But actually, I had a funny, funny thing yesterday. I, I, I created a beat, my very first hip hop beat on, on my computer. It was only a couple of weeks ago. And I showed my cousin and I showed this guy who I, who I met through my YouTube channel. He's, he's a musician. And, and, he, and I sent him a clip of it on my, on my phone a few weeks ago. And he didn't get back to me, you know, until only in the last 12 hours. And, and he, he said, man, this is actually really good. Right. <laughs> this is for your first beat. It's crazy that, that you could actually produce something like that. It sounds like your hundredth beat and, and he wants to be on the song. So. Oh, nice. uh, yeah. And impeccable. 
Yeah, it's quite funny. I mean, we were, we've been talking back. He, he helped me set up my computer and everything a couple of months ago and we set up the, the music stuff. But yeah, I was quite kind of taken aback by, by the, the comment because um, the only other person I've shown is my cousin and, and one of my friends who, who I played in a band with, you know, <clears throat> when I was in my teens and early 20s. And, and because this guy's, this guy's made like a thousand songs. So he, he, I, I would say he knows what he's talking about. Uh, so it was good to get that compliment from him. It's amazing. Yeah. But, you know, I said beginner's luck. He's like, no, nah, there's no such thing. <laughs> he said, maybe you're a natural one. Okay. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. It really is. When, when you start to reach a spirituality level, you start to understand, right? Like, like what we said, you look back on life and at the time you don't understand, you have to have so much faith, but if you stay forward and you, and then when you reach a certain level and you look back, you just realize how divine all the, all the experiences, all the moments were, right. One couldn't happen without the other. Yeah, no, that's a really good point because I think that when you do reach a certain level of spirituality or you are connected to source or the quantum field or whatever you want to call it, there have been so many times where I wake up in the morning and I have this song on my head and I record it into my phone and then I'll go, la- go back later and put on the piano and, and, or like a, a hook, you know, or a melody or a, even a set of lyrics, you know. Yeah. So I kind of hum it into my phone and then come back later and and sort it out. Uh, so yeah, you 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 do. And there, you know, there have been many times where I'll be playing drums, and I hear this music in my head, and I keep thinking it's like a concert down the road, but there aren't any on. You know, no concerts or anything. And it's like every night that I'd hear this this music, this faint music, like like a full on, not orchestra, but you know, a full on kind of band and everything it's it's really quite crazy wow yes it is isn't it amazing the journey right <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah and, and i think this is something i said to you in in our in our interview last time was like if, if i had to go through it all again would i do it and the answer is yes like it yes it was very painful but to know what's on the other side is is truly magical you know, it's something that you couldn't experience. And, and like you say, you don't know what you don't know. So the, the unknown is, you don't know what you, you take that leap of faith and you don't know what's going to happen. Like you don't know where it will take you. Well, in essence, you had already agreed to, you know, come into this lifetime and, you know, fulfill the dream, right? True, true. But you don't know that. You know, we don't know that. Like that's only something you realize later after you gain more awareness. So, you know, yeah, it, it, you don't necessarily know like that you, you made a sole contract or that you had a, all these agreements and these, you know, these agreements before you were even incarnated on this planet or that maybe your life, depending on the decisions you make, that your life path, so to speak, is kind of already laid out for you. No, you're but you just have to kind of make the right decisions to get to, you know, because there are multi- multiple different no. possibilities of... Yeah of where you could go in life, like everywhere from the very top to the very bottom. You know? Well, there, you know, and I think I talked 
mean, yeah, I talked about this on, on my, your interview with me, like, you know, there's so many things, right? It's like what you call sliding door moments. Like you, you know, right? You make, it's like, the have you watched the movie Sliding Doors? With Gwyneth no, no, I haven't. No. It was just, it was literally uh, an incident where she was in, um, she was taking the train and it was a, it was a sliding door and her, you know, staying behind and actually exiting changed the whole trajectory Two different storylines. Yeah. And, right. Yeah. That makes sense. Right? You don't know. Yeah. And then on top of that, as humans, supposedly we have free will. So whatever we choose, right. Can go in so many different directions. The universe kind of just, you know, puts, you know, things in place. And then I think that, at, you know, after that, it's, it's really up to you and your free will what you do with it. Yeah, I've got a funny story about that, actually. So when I was, uh, I flew to Canada a few years ago and and I had a friend who was a travel agent and I'd heard that for Australians, you need to get some sort of uh, transit visa because I was transiting in LA and, and I didn't get it. She said, no, you don't need to get it. I asked a few other people. You know, ultimately, I didn't get it. So I get to the airport. They wouldn't let me board the plane because I didn't have this transit visa. So I missed the flight. I had to buy a new flight. And because I bought that new flight, I had access to all the on-flight entertainment, which I wouldn't have had on the other airline because it was a budget airline. Mm-hmm. And, in, and you, can make it, you can make of this whatever you want, right? You know, because we kind of choose our own, our own messages. We choose our own meanings for everything. But I watched, I think it was... Infinity War, the Avengers. And in that movie, there were some soldiers that had the initials DMC on their uniform. And those happened to be my initials. So when I watched the the movie, I saw that as kind of directly speaking to me, you know, Mm -hmm. it caught my attention. But the main message that I got from that movie was be true to yourself. And, and I wouldn't have got that if I had caught the other plane. So who knows, <laughs> you know, it's quite, it's quite interesting. Right. Yeah. The universe is always talking to us. It's depending on where you are in life, whether you could see the signs or not, or whether you want to make exactly. it a sign. We've had this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Anything could be a sign, but even a bird outside, you know, that could be a sign. But yeah. It is whatever you want to make of it. Mm. But gosh, you know, I can't believe sometimes an hour goes by so fast. You've shared so much of your story, um, your your mission, your book, <laughs> and yeah. what you want to do in the future. So, you know, you've done an amazing job already. And I, I, you know, I just commend you for, you know, taking a stand in terms of like living a more fulfilling life, right? Living from the heart space and following your dreams. Not many can do it. And you did it. And, or you are doing it, right? It's always going to be a journey, right? It's, a, it's just like me. I, you know, we're all trying to figure it out as we go along. Absolutely. You know, dry, life isn't a dress rehearsal. It's one of those things that you kind of just have to, you, you, you're thrown into and, you know, I just wanted to add that another thing that I'm also very much looking forward to is when the world opens up, we can go traveling again. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's very true. Yeah. Because it's, 
not just because of the, you know, those industries are really suffering, you know, but the whole, you know, nobody can do anything really. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not a good way to live. And, and, you know, we need to be exploring the world and there's so much I want to see. And, you know, I agree. I am definitely a world traveler and this has been a really tough year. I, I, I think I mentioned to you, I was supposed to go to Australian Bali in November, 2020 that had even been planned in November, 2019. It was like a whole family. And then, yeah, just. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, when the world opens up, maybe you can come down and, and, or I can come visit, come visit America because I've always been dying to go to, go yes, to America. You know, you're always welcome here. Always. <laughs> right. I tell that to a lot of guests. I'm like inviting watch the world opens up and I have so many people at my house. But yeah, no. you're gonna you're gonna have your work cut out for you. You're gonna make a breakfast <laughs> for everybody. I think I will have my work cut out for me. Mm. But okay, here I always ask this too. You know, do you have any parting words? Let's say this is a time capsule, or you could talk to eight billion people. What message would you actually tell them right now? Is there something that really just feels important for you to say? You know, or any any advice? Yeah, uh, a couple of things. Uh, be kind to yourself, be kind to others and follow your heart. You know, I think one of the, one of the biggest problems that, that we have, you know, as, as a race, you know, as a human, human race is that more people don't follow their heart and, and there could be many reasons why they don't. I think one of them, one of them is that usually what, what people want to do, what their heart wants them to do is something that society says is impossible and nothing's impossible it's not going to be easy but it's nothing's impossible and i think the other thing is is that they're just too scared you know they're just too scared because and and maybe they don't even know themselves that well enough to know exactly what their heart wants yet and that's okay too but it's a you know it's it's a self it's it is a journey like you say you know it's a a self uh what's the word i'm looking for self-discovery journey and and if more people follow the heart i think the 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 world could be a much better place much better place right Mm. yeah be true to yourself always always right if anything that's the one person you should be true to and then from there the whole world opens up right i mean like you know it opens up because when you start to do it and you have the courage and then you hold the space for other people to do it, right? So that's that's the beauty of the 8 billion. Like these are the conversations I wanna have, right? It's not always gonna be fun. It's gonna be scary, but just like step into, you know, step into the light and your power. Cause you'd be, you know, you'd actually be very astonished at how powerful each, each of you are, so. Yeah, the universe rewards and favors the people bold enough to chase their dreams and follow their heart. Yeah, fortune favors the bold, right? Mm. Or he who is most certain wins. <laughs> yeah. Like dropping, we're just dropping quotes left and right. <laughs> but you definitely shared some amazing information tonight. Uh, you know, I it's always great to always have a guest that always operates from their heart space. And you definitely are one of those people. So thank you so much for being a guest on the 8 billion podcast. It, you know, this podcast and platform is always going to be open to you. If you'd like to share your book launch or give any updates, you know, 
And one day, I, like I said, I hope this is, I hope I'm just hosting this now. I hope this brand takes off and becomes a legacy for so many people to just share their story. So let's mm. see how big these dreams get, right? Yeah, I, yeah I, I don't doubt that you can make that happen. I think having, having a, somebody in, you know, like every country or every city doing, doing that under the brand would be awesome. I know. See, so I'm going to put out my dream to the ether. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And hopefully when this world opens up, you know, it'll just take its course. Yeah, it will open up. It, we can't we can't stay like this forever you know so no we can but yes you know i could have you on here for hours and like i said this this platform is always going to be open to you to share your voice but i just want to thank, thank you, you. Of my heart um, for coming on the show exchanging the favor in kind and i wish you so much the best of what this world has to offer especially with your new book launch and you you know mm -hmm out as a musician <laughs> thank you so much lisa yeah it's been a pleasure and that the hour did go by very fast so yeah time flies when you're having fun i guess awesome well thank you again and you know let's see where life all takes us in this next few months right yeah definitely i wish you all the best on your ventures and your, your pursuits thank you <laughs> So, David, if people want to get a hold of you, how can they do so? Yeah, so we, you can search me on YouTube, David Cowan. It's D-A-V-I-D-C-O-W-A-N. Uh, that should come up with my channel because, I, because I'm posting a lot. I should be the first person that comes up. There are quite a few other David Cowans, though. And if, you wanna, if you're looking for copywriting services, you can check me out on Instagram at David Cowan Copywriting. Or send me an email at dmcowan.dc at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you. And I'll actually have a slide after this with all your contact information. And I'll be also on my YouTube channel or the YouTube description page of this. So thank you so much again for coming on the show. That's fantastic. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If it's moved you in any way, please review and share your thoughts or text me your thoughts at 949-247-2800.